You fight for me, you get to kill the English. Excellent! Stephen is my name. I'm the most wanted man on my island. Except I'm not on my island, of course. More's the pity. Your island? You mean Ireland? Yeah, it's mine. All right, folks, here we go in seminars. Next one up, August 11th through the 13th, then October 13th through the 15th, and finally December 8th through the 10th to round out 2023 seminars. For camps on the list, we still have spots available for our workshop for personal trainers. That's going to be on June 25th in Plano, Texas, starting strength Plano. Rip is going to come down. This is geared towards personal trainers. going to talk about the methodology, the principles, the philosophy of starting strength, how to incorporate this in your own personal training practice, as well as take each other through the five-step deadlift setup and get some feedback on your coaching. If you're an active personal trainer or have current insurance policy, you might be eligible for a discount on this camp, so check out the site for details. We also have a self-sufficient lifter camp just added to the list September 23rd in Omaha, Testify Strength and Conditioning, Press and Bench Press Camp September 23rd on Long Island, Deadlift and Power Clean Camp going on June 24th in Israel uh, in Tel Aviv, and July 15th on Long Island. Squat and Deadlift Camps with spots still available June 24th in Phoenix, Arizona at Weights and Plates, July 15th in Indianapolis at Starting Strength Indianapolis. And finally, some three lift camps on the list. That's covering the squat, the press, and the deadlift. July 22nd in Brussels, Belgium at Brussels Barbell. And then two going on in Vancouver, July 29th and July 30th. Check out the site for details. And if you missed it at this point, we've been going over the top cities that we're looking to open starting strength gym franchises. Those are going to be Arlington, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Jacksonville, and Kansas City. Those are the top five. If you're interested in any of those cities or just to see what other cities are on the list, Head over to StarringStrengthGyms.com and check out the Own a Gym tab. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to StarringStrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the Internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. Uh, from time to time, we uh, have imported people on the podcast here, and Dr. Jessica Rose is is visiting with us again. She's been on a couple of times, and every time we have her on, we learn a bunch of good stuff. And uh, Jessica, thank you for your time today. Sure appreciate your being here. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me back. <laughs> and uh, and what I want to talk about today is vaccine type stuff. I want to talk about. I got three things in mind that we need to cover, and uh, Jessica has been right in the middle of this uh, for quite some time. Um, I think you and Peter McCullough wrote a paper that got retracted two or three years ago right yeah retracted exactly what happened with that um you mean what happened as in what's an update no what what why was it retracted oh we don't know um so the story <laughs> is so uh, it was not re they say it was retracted by the authors well no it's that, been retracted that, officially you cannot by the authors uh, no by by the editor and or the right. um, the 
publisher. We we don't know. Uh, I, I think it was the call of the publisher in the end, but right. Um, it absolutely was not our decision. Um, yeah, they're lying about that because that's what it says. If you go to the link, oh, well, it it says that you got it was retracted by the authors. Is what the, that's the statement on the mm, paper well, right now. That's not true. Um, no, it's unless not, there's of course not. I don't think so. No. We were we were not notified when the words uh, temporarily withdrawn were added to the title of our paper, which was in the really last phases of publication. Um, mm -hmm. We had only to approve the final proofs. Um, everything was a done deal. And then at the last minute, which incidentally was five days before I was uh, giving testimony to the, um, the verb pack people, to decide whether or not to put these shots into five to 11 year olds. Uh, mm -hmm. It was um, mysteriously um, withdrawn. And the reason <laughs> given was that we hadn't been invited to submit the paper to the journal. And so Peter uh, responded immediately with a number of examples saying, that's boo hockey. Um, you've you've had these papers uh, published in your journal without them having been invited. Please reinstate. And then about a week later, they said uh, we're not publishing your paper because uh, we don't have to. Um, and technically, it's in the contract <laughs> at any point during the publication process uh, they can terminate the agreement. So um, that's that's what happened. We were not right. given a reason. It had anything to do with its merit. Uh, right. With its content, it, we, we weren't given a satisfactory reason. I, well, I don't think because we was a good reason. It, it's obvious what happened. I just wanted you yeah, to be aware of the fact that they're saying that it was withdrawn by the authors. Yeah, and, I'm sure uh, they are. But yeah. uh, just but everybody watching, understand what's going on, please. This yeah, whole thing has just been. Me the new thing in the COVID era with the peer review uh, process. We're, we've just been rapidly or, or um, rapidly, I, I mean, exposed to the level of corruption within yes. this, uh, this process. It's, it's always been gross and captured, but like, it's, it's very, 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 very difficult to get something peer reviewed and published um, that has anything like hardcore bench work or data that even like hints at going against the so-called narrative right um which is ridiculous because that's the antithesis of science it i is. mean you want conflicting uh, data you want you want a consensus or you know you want to try and get to a consensus right. by uh questioning and by showing both sides of a coin for example so yeah well we haven't uh, been doing science for a very long time you know, it's, no. it's been a long time since the actual scientific process has been even attempted to be followed here because it, it they won't allow it to go. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the, these these people are not scientists. They're professional researchers. And I prefer that term. Uh, I think Bruce, Bruce the, 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 the publications people, the people that sit in tenured chairs and publish for a living they're That's professional researchers sure. they're not really scientists and uh, i don't researchers myself i think they're bureaucrats i think that uh you're yeah, not even their professional job is researchers. To, you know, 
running. Yes, their job is to confirm what the people that give them money tell them to confirm. Yeah. Yeah. They have to. to their, their, their salary or whatever comes from, uh, you know, somebody. And, right. and whatever that somebody is telling them to do, they have to do. Or mm -hmm. or they don't have to do, but they most people decide that, yeah. They, They'd rather keep the money. Right. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so let's talk about the vaccine adverse event reporting system. What is it? Why was it instituted? When was it instituted? What have the results over the years been for the vaccine adverse event reporting system? And what has it shown us about the COVID vaccines? So it's the um, it's a pharmacovigilance database, which means that um, it's a database that includes uh, reports of adverse events uh, or adverse event occurrences of uh, American people. It's, an, it's a database for the U.S. Um, it also includes foreign data, but never mind. Um, that uh, that are. Um, there are adverse events that occur after a drug has been put into the onto the market. So um, these these are things that weren't detected, for example, in pre-market testing or clinical right. trials. And so um, it's the job of the uh, owners of the data, which is uh, CDC, HHS, and the FDA, uh, to do um, causality assessments and PRR assessments and even Bayesian uh, statistical analyses to determine if a signal is generated from the data, like a larger number of uh, particular adverse event occurrences than historically there were, to determine whether or not a particular product or vaccine, uh, whatever, pharmaceutical, biological, is causing that signal to occur. So um, theirs is 30 years old. Uh, there's a lot of data to go back and look at. So what's really interesting um, since 2021 is that the VAERS database has uh, completely uh, done an about face. So if you plot a simple bar graph of all the adverse events that have been entered into VAERS for the last 30 years, and you, uh, you put them on a bar graph, and then you, com you, you also do this for only three or four products, let's say four, the Moderna, the Pfizer, the Janssen, and the Novavax products. And you can include the bivalent if you want. And you plot them together on an, on an XY plot where X is the date and Y is the number of adverse events. You'll see that for the last 30 years, we have about an average of about 39,000 total reports for all the vaccines combined for the past 30 years. And then when you look at these COVID products alone, not all vaccines combined, just these four products, we're at over 1.5 million reports. <laughs> so there's absolutely no comparison. Now that's absolute number of reports, which represent people. Don't forget that right. these are not data points. These are individuals. These are American citizens. Right. Um, and so the, there's another point of interest here um, that uh, is, is very compelling as evidence that these shots are causing, if you're not convinced by that. <laughs> um, the range of adverse events that have been reported since 2021, what happened then, um, has 
uh, let me see, it's almost tripled. So there are possible 25,000 more or less um, different preferred term measure codes that you can use to describe an adverse event, mm-hmm. say it be chills or death. So on average for all the vaccines combined historically, it's been about 5,000 more or less different types. So move to the COVID era and we're over 14,000 different types now. So this, this is systemic damage and there isn't, when you look at the VAERS data, the individual reports, if say you do, uh, um, you collect a cluster of reports that involve cardiovascular injury, um, there's just absolutely no, no, no doubt that there's something systemically uh, damaging about these shots in some people. The hepatological system, the immunological system, um, the cardiovascular, the uh, endocrine system, uh, the respiratory system, the neurological, every single human system you can think of is being very badly affected by these. And, and, and the, within the those total systems, physiology is, is, yeah. is being adversely affected by this. And yeah, I think it's sure. important to note that it's kind of a pain in the ass to turn in a VAERS report, isn't it? And, and, and <laughs> yeah. as a result of this, uh, it, it's been widely recognized for, for decades that, that the VAERS system is uh, underutilized. It's, it underreports because of the, of the nature of turning in a, a report. So it's not possible to say that this sudden spike in reports is due to a bunch of disgruntled right-wingers that don't happen to like the the vaccine program. Because to turn in a report, from what I understand it, it it, it takes 25 or 30 minutes to sit down and go through the process of turning in the report. And and so what normally happens then is, is, is nursing staff or doctors turn these reports in on on their patients when they have time that's right that's right and uh and about 70 percent of the reports are filed by uh medical professionals and um yeah it's 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 absolutely uh underreported there's no doubt about that we don't know to what degree but um yeah, just imagine you're a physician or a nurse practitioner uh, these days, uh, and I know a lot of medical doctors on the ground, and th- they're seeing people come in with stuff they, they don't know how to deal with. And these are things like uh, uh, transverse myelitis in like a number of different young people coming in in a week, like seven cases or something like, and they'll tell you those, those people or patients uh, will tell their their GP like I, I just I had my my last booster or something like a week ago and so these these are the cases that you you actually have to report that if you're a physician and by the way it's a federal offense to file a false VAERS report on the on the other side of things so right. um, people saying that VAERS is a dumpster or um, that the the reporting system is nonsense or that most of the reports are fake or that there's over-reporting or whatever the the, the naysayers are trying to um, debunk VAERS, uh, I have to say uh, they're wrong on all counts. It's under-reported. Uh, it's a federal offense. If you get caught submitting a fake VAERS report, uh, you're, you can go to prison. 
Um, there aren't very many fake reports that I've seen, and I've been looking at this data for a long time now. Yeah, uh, honestly, I, you're I, probably more well, familiar with it than anybody else. Are you familiar with a false report related to a COVID vaccine? Yeah, there was something yet? about a green, green Hulk, something, something like it was a big joke going around a while ago. But my my hypothesis on that was that th this was submitted by people on the inside who are trying to debunk it. Right. And they, they they might have been hired to do that as a means to try to debunk VARES. That's right. my, my hypothesis. So, um, yeah, it's uh, VARES. Listen, for, for anybody who, who doesn't know, uh, VARES works. It, it's working real well. It's it's a si safety signal detection system. The thing about a safety signal, like here, here's a good analogy. If you have a, a fire in house, uh, perish the thought, and your smoke alarms are going crazy. Um, if nobody comes to help you by means of firemen with fire trucks, with water and, and things to douse the flames, um, bad things can happen to you in your house. So my point is, if nobody's paying any attention to the safety signals coming out of bears, i.e. the FDA, the HHS, and the CDC, um, nothing's gonna be done about all of these very, very, very loud and clear safety signals. It's louder than a million smoke alarms right now. There's literally right. smoke going off uh, right. in, in, in VAERS system right now. It's insane. It's it's. It's ludicrous that um, the people who are responsible are, are still sitting on the claims of denial that there's anything going <laughs> on in there. It's it mind just, it is, This is the damnedest thing I have ever seen. And, uh, you know, I've been kind of paying attention to all kinds of stuff for, well, I'm 67. And I, you know, this is bizarre, you know, and, and the, the net effect of this whole thing is that if you still believe these people, anybody that still <laughs> believes what you're told by these people, you are a, a credulous fool. You just don't want to do the hard part of the thinking thing, you know. Uh, Either that or they can't face their own cognitive dissonance because it's just too strong. Like for most people that would have to accompany admitting that these very uh, important figures say in their lives, like for medical doctors, are liars and right. that they're absolutely neglecting people who are now patients because of the injuries they've sustained from this life-saving, safe, and effective therapeutic. And by the way, right. on that subject matter, because I have to throw this in, um, this is not a vaccine by my definition of a vaccine. Uh, that word was obfuscated. It was stolen and imposterized mm -hmm. to, to try to compel people to take these products thinking they put all the associations and meaning they have behind vaccine which does come with kind of safe and effective, you know, terminology um, in order to to trick them. These are not what conventional vaccines are. These are gene based therapies. This is the the template modified mRNA template that was constructed in a lab 
that is injected into you in a lipid nanoparticle coating, which comes with, you know, a whole load of problems mm-hmm. designed for your own body to mass produce these perhaps um, not integral proteins for which we don't know the effect of that as well. Um, in every single place in your body you can imagine, because after we we did our FOIA requests and we found out that the biodistribution studies revealed that the lipid nanoparticles, once injected, can go anywhere in your body, anywhere right. and everywhere. What that means is that, pardon the pun, what that translates to is those lipid nanoparticles dumping their payload and whatever cells are capable of doing so are going to mass produce these weird versions or spike protein full length template uh, in, in those sites, ovaries, adrenals, heart, brain, everywhere you can think of. So when you, when you consider that, it makes a lot of sense when you compare it to what we're seeing in the pharmacovigilance databases, they match perfectly. So people were, were co- coerced and this is something that they need to know because that ties back into informed consent as well. Yes. They're, they're, all the people I've asked firsthand, did you, were you told that there are potential side effects when you got your shot? No, nobody no. I've asked has said that they were told anything oh, no. about potential side effects besides the, the gibberish that they, they say, oh, fever, you might get a fever and a, and a chill and you might be sore. No, 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 no. We're talking myocarditis if you're bringing in a young child, especially male. We're talking about neurological symptoms. We're talking about Bell's palsy, for example. We're talking about death. I mean, these are all possibilities. And it's omitted from any yeah. discussion. It's omitted. It's censored. We're not allowed to even uh, suggest that there's a potential connection between all of these millions of adverse event reports. Right. And by the way, this just in bears. This is in the Uger, uh vigilance system this is in um the dane system in australia this is in the yellow card system in the uk it's it's all across the board in different systems so it's it's not unique to the u.s um yeah we're not allowed to even suggest there's a connection you know the amazing damage that has been done to the relationship between thinking people and the medical services industry Mm. is uh i mean that is that it's it's kind of scary to contemplate that i mean if you're you get in a wreck and the ambulance comes and picks your ass up off of the street and takes you down to the er previously you thought well you know this is the best place i could be yeah This is the best place I can be. These people are professionals. They know how to deal with this. They've got my well-being at heart, and I'm where I need to be in a situation like that. And now you don't know that. You don't know that. It's it's the damnedest thing. You know, it is. It is. If you are not cynical, that you are a slave. You're just a. You're a. You're a slave mind because this is this should upset everyone and it yes it, it should it should upset everyone and it doesn't seem to be having that it doesn't seem to be having that effect on on a significant number of people but by the same token we are being 
lied to so thoroughly by the media that we rely on for broader information. It's just, you know, what we are saying right now is misinformation. What you and I are discussing is misinformation. That's exactly what this is. According to the media, you and I are spreading misinformation. Right? Well, that's why I got from Twitter, right? Because I I, I quoted the CDC data. Uh, They called that misinformation. CDC data. It probably was. (laughs) Yeah, I copied and pasted that. So if you're saying that that's misinformation, then you have to take it up with the CDC, not with me. Right. But of course, you're not going to get a rational answer, right? No, no, no. No, <laughs> no that's not the point. No, yeah. rational answers are not the point. The narrative is the point. And everyone at this point is vested in the narrative. Well, let's go back and, and revisit what you something you said a, a couple of minutes ago. What is a vaccine... In the traditional sense of the word, what is a vaccine? What does it do? And uh, what are the possible adverse effects of a vaccine? Now, when I was a kid, we had, oh, six or seven of them. You know, we had uh, the uh, diphtheria pertussis tetanus vaccine that's been available for decades and decades. And uh, what else did we have? Smallpox. We had a smallpox vaccine. And and these kinds of things that we're used to thinking of as uh, valuable, life-saving um, medical preparations for, for kids. Now, today, I, it, seems, it seems to me that I have heard that before the age of eight children are are given something on the order of 25 or six vaccines just is what in the hell i mean it it makes a rational person uh say to themselves you know maybe this maybe this autism thing is is actually a deal you know yeah because uh you know, all right, you know immediately they're lying to you. That's, that, that's been demonstrated over and over again. Whatever they're telling you is a lie. And if they tell you that autism is not um, the result of 26 vaccine, vaccines before the age of eight, then uh, a, 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 a rational person would say, well, maybe that's a lie too, right? So what is your take on this? Um, well, I always look at things from my own point of view and, uh, um, like for example, if I had a child, um, what would I think of all of these, uh, injections that are, you're, you're, you're supposed to give your kid from birth. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say, yeah, I don't need that. Yeah. I'm going to breastfeed and then, you know, leave, leave it in nature's hands. Honestly, that's how I feel right now. Right. Um, because I, I personally, after doing a lot of research on this, um, I even have a little video on YouTube about uh, vaccines and vaccine history. Um, I, I can't personally, I wouldn't be able to justify uh, most of them, not all of them, but most of them, um, 
And like you, I, I, I'm fully vaccinated. I mean, when I was a kid, we had like three or four or something. Mm-hmm. But as I, uh, you know, I was studying all this stuff as I was growing up, I was very, you know, very much one of the people that was convinced that all of this was good for me. Mm-hmm. Whenever I traveled to places where it was recommended for you to get vaccinated against something, I would, you know, I was first in line. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been vaccinated with the yin yang. But the thing about that is, these conventional vaccines are based on um, proteins like viral proteins or attenuated or uh, blah blah blah. So these are already you know little bits of viruses or pathogens or whatever that are injected into you uh, in some medium with or without an adjuvant, which is something that kind of stokes your immune response. It's basically a poison that like your body reacts very strongly to. Like aluminum. Um, so, yeah, it's um, my take on this now is uh, I, I don't trust any of it anymore because of what I've learned. Um, I, 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 as an adult now, not not as a potential mother, uh, will not uh, opt into any uh, injection of any kind anymore because of my lack of trust now that that right. I've slowly established over the past three years based on what i've learned um, that's perfect like and that's perfectly it. rational it's perfectly rational yeah. to feel that way i want to be able to trust the manufacturers i want to be able to trust that uh the the chain between the bench and the arm is what they say that they're doing good manufacturing practices uh good good uh clinical trials testing safety and efficacy i want to believe in all that but i don't these these uh, mRNA things are, um, they're just not the same. It's not a, it's not a protein that's injected upon which your body will recognize as foreign and mount an immune response to this is that, which is, and that's the definition of a, a vaccine, right? It, it, yeah. A conventional definition we, of vaccine is a piece of the pathogen or a killed version of the pathogen that your immune system recognizes as the pathogen and then mounts an effective defense against in the absence of pathogenicity. That's right. So you, you it's a genius idea. Uh, yes. It doesn't come close to natural immunity, which is very important to say, but it's a genius idea because you can potentially prevent getting really sick from the, you know, the live pathogen uh, by mounting this immune response to which you make memory. So when your body, when your immune system faces challenge with the like live pathogen or whatever, you have these memory cells kick in real fast and they're just like, and they take that right. out. And so you don't get sick um, right. or you don't get like really bad symptoms. So the, 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 like I'm pro vaccine. I think the idea is beautiful, but the entire thing has been bastardized. That's yes. my point. It's like yes. you can't it's... trust what it is now. Right. You can't. A smallpox vaccine is a great idea. But these rotten bastards have fixed it up so that thinking people will probably be reluctant to get a smallpox vaccine. Should it become necessary again? And it is the fault of the pharmaceutical companies and the doctors on their payroll, and all of them are on their payroll. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the I mean, revolving you, door. It, yes, it's just, 
You know, we've got doctors here in Wichita Falls that are despicable human beings, you know, with a 45-second clock on on the door when they go into the patient. 45 seconds? 45 seconds is the consult. You're supposed to spend at least 10 minutes. No, no, not done. Not done. Wow. This, 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 it, it, it cuts into the cuts into revenue too much if you spend 10 minutes with a, with a patient uh yeah, they miss it's oh it's it's awful you know and this is this is not a good place to be sick wichita falls texas so uh but it's uh you know this is the whole thing with vaccines uh i mean it, it once again if you're not cynical you're just not real bright you know, if you're not cynical, you have not been paying any attention. These people have lied to us over and over and over again. And they continue to lie to us. They use the media to lie to us. And we're uh, we're in a in a position at this point where you don't I mean, if, if you're if you just believe them. Then. You've just abdicated your responsibility as a human being, you know, to to think about what somebody is going to do to you. You know, somebody comes in the door with a gun and points it at your head. At this point, you are expected to say, oh, he won't shoot me. They've proven that they will. They've proven over and over and over again that they will do what is in their interest and not in the interest of their patients. And I'm, I'm yeah, really you know, I hate to be this bad, but I mean, I'm, these people are, these people are evil. You know, the, the, yeah. the, the, fact, the fact of the matter is, and this is, this is interesting that really people don't actually understand this. Doctors, as a general rule, are one standard deviation above normal intelligence and that's all so they're they're the 120s the 118s the guys that were good at memorizing lists of things that's who the doctors are right i mean the medical doctors that's who the doctors are they're not a lot smarter than the 105s that comprise the vast majority of the human race they're not a lot smarter than but they are regarded as geniuses and right. and uh, by, by the general public they are yes well after all he is a doctor how many times have you heard that you know well i mean after all he is a doctor you know well yeah i mean that's like saying after all he is a plumber you know at this point, I would trust my plumber to tell me about plumbing before I would t- trust my doctor to tell me about medicine. And I, I would you trust know, my more about medicine than my doctor at this point. Yes, in fact, and that's a that's a tragic shame what they've done to themselves. They've committed professional suicide. Is what they've done. Now, there will be enough stupid people that continue to believe them so that they can make a living, right? But everybody I'd run around with 
is is so thoroughly jaded by this whole experience over the past three years that uh you know no you don't just do what you're told no you and you shouldn't have done that anyway but you know people aren't capable of analysis as a general rule so uh there's one other thing i want to get to i don't want to kill your whole evening here but there's one other thing i want to get to that is that that has the potential to actually be a lot of fun here uh robert f kennedy jr uh i am impressed with him he is making a lot of sense now i know he's a democrat and you're you know not an american citizen and you don't really know a whole lot i don't imagine about the nitty-gritty of american politics down on the ground but uh the the democrat party is is the party of evil people and the republican party is the party of stupid people and that's that's the best way to to separate them uh Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is the son of Bobby Kennedy, who was the Attorney General of the United States, was assassinated a long time ago. And um, his brother, John F. Kennedy, was the president. Uh, Bobby Jr., uh, I've been paying attention to him a whole lot recently because he is saying some very lucid things. And Joe Rogan, the the podcaster Joe Rogan, who's uh, who gets more views than any network television show in the country. This podcaster gets more uh, attention paid to him. He has invited Bobby Kennedy Jr. to debate one Peter Hotez uh, on his on his podcast unlimited time frame both of them debate back and forth kennedy versus hotez now hotez is uh just the mouthpiece for the pharmaceutical industry best i can tell he just says what he's told to say now this is going to be I mean, the thing started off the other day with uh, Joe Rogan saying, I will give $100,000 of my money to the charity of your choice, Dr. Hotez, if you will debate RFK Jr. on my podcast. And that uh, total is up to about $2.75 million at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what does Peter do? We hadn't agreed to it yet. I mean, he's going to look real stupid, isn't he? If he declines giving $3 million to charity because he doesn't want to answer any questions. Now, Kennedy's a sharp guy. I don't know if you've been following his his take on all this vaccination stuff. But he's a sharp guy. He's able to think on his feet. He's real bright. And he's got a command of the information. And I don't blame Dr. Hotez. He's going to get his face pulled off. <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen here? Uh, that's a good question. Um, 
I don't think he has a choice, um, but he's going to make a choice, and I think mm -hmm. his choice will be not to engage, um, right. because he knows that he he won't be able to answer Robert's questions uh, no. or Joe's questions, for that matter. Um, right. He he. I don't know a lot about him. I'm one of the people that's gaining knowledge because he's kind of put himself into the limelight. Mm -hmm. um, but he does seem to be a talking head for uh, the pharmaceutical companies. There is an absolutely hilarious video circulating Twitter, um, which is a, it, I mean, it's not meant to be funny. It's just Peter talk, Peter Hotez talking as the, the months have rolled by since the onset of this uh, propaganda saying, uh, you know, get your vaccine. You only need to get two. Oh, no, but now you have to get three. Now you have to get four. Now you have to get five. Now you have to get five. It's hilarious. You can go to my Just, Just Loves MJK Twitter thing if you want to see that. I will but do that when we get through. It speaks volumes about, and it's a beautiful summary of what we've been dealing with and put through and, and of his character. Who he's defined, like apart from all of his titles, he's got so many titles. It, it's it's almost making me wonder, like, how did he accumulate so many titles? I think it might be this this uh, analogous to this idea of getting um, honorary doctorates, which is BS. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if he he's earned those titles. Maybe he has, but at this point, I think in his life and career, he's making huge mistakes. He's made huge mistakes by backing these these people who are clearly uh, they're they're sinister. They're they're not yes. doing this for public health. I mean that no. seems pretty damn clear. No, 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 no. Um, That's not possible. So he he has choices now. He can uh, be a grown up and uh, a man and a human being and back up you know the 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 titles that he holds and and represent himself well. Or he can keep going uh, on this track of defending um, the people who want to make a lot of money off of the, the death and suffering of the people and um, and hide. I, I don't I don't think he has an option like he really does have to debate uh, these people who have offered to debate him. Not for the money. Forget the money. You know, well, the, the, the money in his defense, the money doesn't go to him. The money goes to charities of his choice. He gets to right. decide where the money goes, but two, uh, three million dollars is not going to go to charity because this guy's a coward. Man, they painted him in a real nice little corner, didn't they? Well, he painted himself into a corner, in my opinion. Yeah, he. This would have gone away. This is this is the beautiful irony. This all would have gone away if he just accepted. Uh, a polite proposal to answer a few questions, maybe risk looking a little bit like an ass, but it, it would have gone away because at least he would have presented himself as a professional. What he's doing right now is not professional. It's not grown up. It's not mature. It's it's not representing the people he's defending right. who would throw him under a bus in a second very well. I mean, he's making bad decisions. That's all I can say. Like, um, right? Yeah, he's uh, uh, Rogan has already had him on the podcast, 
and well, Rogan made him look like a fool on the podcast already. And I think well, he got a little a, taste of that. But he's saving the world after that podcast, right? Like right. he's still being painted and projected as this humanity, which mm -hmm. is which is like what? Pardon me? What did he do? What did he do? What did he do except for propagate bad bad information? I don't right. want to use their terminology. Um, but yeah, I'm still learning about who this guy is. But I'm I I am learning that he's very responsible for saying a lot of stuff based on this this funny video I told you about um, right. is just nonsense. And it's possible because he is a vaccinologist that he always knew it was nonsense. Because I don't is see it how possible a that he is it possible that he's so stupid that he doesn't understand this? No stupid at all he is not stupid which makes it even worse because That's much worse. i think because he he's a liar now or he believes what he's saying i don't know we can't know what other people are motivated right. by but we can know the effects of what he's doing and the effects of what he's doing we can see all around us by all the injured people it's it's just it's it's not right this, this right. should not continue, and the people who are culpable and accountable should be held accountable. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, that's what accountable means. Well, mm. uh, by the time this airs, our conversation here airs, we may have some kind of uh, resolution between the Hotez-Kennedy debate challenge here and uh, – We'll get this up as quickly as we can so that it's not too stale by the time you people have to watch it. But uh, we're we're shooting this on a Tuesday, and we'll, I will try to get it up this this coming Friday, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, I'll tell you that if that takes place, if if he goes ahead and does a debate with Kennedy on the Rogan Show. That will be the largest audience that has ever watched a podcast in the history ever, of ever. Goodbye, ever. CNN. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes, yeah, CNN might as well just pull the plug that night because it's it. They won't be relevant anymore. And it'll be excellent to see this happen. So uh, I think Spotify still. Spotify will have earned their money. Yeah, right. <laughs> if they if they if this thing goes down like it like it needs to go down. But if uh you know, if I was Spotify and and I got a chance to speak with Dr. Hotez, I would suggest that he do the debate. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah, you? and his brothers, <laughs> the people who are financing him, might also advise him to do this. Um, so, yeah, YouTube has recently censored some video that uh, Robert uh, posted, and apparently, I don't know if this is true, but from a good source uh, that I know, um, has said that you, it, it's not, it, it violates their uh, policy to to do that to a presidential candidate. Apparently, it's not lawful oh, really? to somebody who's running for the president on any subject matter so yeah apparently uh youtube's in some hot water about robert as well so it's like maybe <laughs> maybe some people have to uh do some folding <laughs> well that might be interesting 
you know, they they are doing all kinds of things to Donald Trump right now. You know, uh, oh, the United yeah, States yeah. is the, the 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 Democrat Party of the United States has indicted their chief political rival for a paperwork offense. This is yeah. This look, I don't like him either. Okay. I don't like him either, but the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And if they hate him that bad, if there's that scared of him, then you need to vote for him. And that's just, there's not any really much more analysis you need to do. You know, it's like what world are we living in? Ah, It's just crazy world, crazy world. Well, Jessica, thank you again so much for your time. I always enjoy talking to you. We learn things every time you're on the show, and I hope you'll come back and be with us again. Anytime. Okay. Thank you, dear. Appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next time here on Starting Strength Radio. Love you guys. Thanks for listening.